Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everywhere we go, people Hello, everyone. My name is Rebecca Kelly, and you're listening to the Everywhere We Go podcast. On this week's episode, I sit down with Paul Kinsler. I have one word for Paul, tenacious. I first came across Paul's page on Instagram where he shares his home and life with Penny and Mark. We talk about his beautiful relationship with his best friend, his mom, and moving away and finding love in a new family. We chat through him traveling the world as a dancer, meeting Mark, falling in love, that engagement and his Penny. We talk about the 22nd of May 2015 and what it meant to him, his future with Mark and their plans for children. It's silly to say, but Paul left me feeling warm and fuzzy. Someone to have in your corner. Just a really good guy. Everything a dad should be. And what a dad he's going to be. Everywhere we go, people want to know who we are and where we come from. So who are you and where do you come from? I'm Paul and I'm from Drumcondra. A Northsider. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was a Southsider for a while from Tala. Oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, Tala. I was up in Kilnamanna and then Crumlin for most of my uh, youth, so we, about 18. So tell, where, were you, where were you born and where was the first part of your life? So I was born in the Coombe way back when. And then we lived in Kilnamanna in Tala for my first year. And then we moved down to my family home, shall we say, for like... 18-ish years. That was in Crumlin. It'd be good if I still did that, it, <laughs> So you were, that's your family home. Crumlin was your family home, yeah? Crumlin, Crumlin was the family home. And then my mum moved up to Green Hills. Then after that, yeah. And tell me this, brothers and sisters, what was the, the life in the family home? So I have one brother, Connor. He is 26 now. I have to think about that, yeah. 26, he's 27 now in April and it was mom and dad, but dad wasn't really a focus. In what way? Just in, in family life. Um, I suppose everyone has their own, everyone has their own ups and downs within family. He was never really present. He wasn't there. Um, he was an alcoholic. So he never really paid much attention into our family, shall we say. So our family, my family consists of my mom and my brother and me. Do you mind talking about this? No, 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 it's fine. As I said, like I'm an open book, so like, yeah, people could, people could, could come out, or could, people could be in the same situation. I think when you talk about your own family life, everything is relevant to your life because everyone else has had a different family setting. So what's relevant in theirs, or what happens in theirs, is relevant in their life. In my head, that's how I work with it. Totally true. Everyone 
in their lives. We all have a story and that was the background for the podcast was that ordinary Joe soaps like you and I, we all have a story yeah. and it's mad. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I think we don't, act, people actively don't talk about it to make it seem normal. If that there's this painting of like, a mom and a dad and two children and a happy ever after. But like in reality, nine times out of 10, that isn't the actual case, you know? And then I think when more people hear different stories, they go, oh, actually, mine was actually grand compared to yours or what. But then again, I say all relevant to what you're given at the time because you don't know any difference. Yeah, exactly. And this is why I think when I hear stories, I'm so empathetic about it because I've lived it. So we'll talk yeah. about that, if that's OK with you, Paul, um, because as I said, it is pretty yeah, relevant. So growing up then with your dad in the house, what was that like? That was, I don't know, I suppose up to a certain point, it was a fear. But then I, I don't know, I just, I, I kind of just was a piece with it if that made sense like I kind of just was like no matter what you do if you you get to a stage I suppose when you're when you're a child you don't understand do you know what I mean the, the, the addiction of addiction so and when you when you grow up and, and you start I, I think I was always a bit more mature than the, the average teenager or whatever they might be because I had to be mm-hmm. because I was left in situations where I had to be a grown up do you know what I mean? Or I had to help my mom. Or I had to do things that maybe I necessarily shouldn't have had to do as a kid. That being said, would I have changed it? Absolutely not, because I think it's made me exactly who I am today. Um, I yeah, like it, it was it was fear. But then you see the other side of it was he got on great with my brother. So like we had polar opposite relationships. I don't think it was anything to do with me being gay. Like I absolutely, I don't. I think later in life it became ammunition, but before that it wasn't. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. At what age did you realise there was a problem? Uh, I think I think I grew up knowing there was a problem. There was always something. Um, I I suppose there's there's different uh, like tweaks that you would notice and certain things and I suppose as you grow older you, you see these things um, but yeah like it was always there like I can't I can't give a definite I knew from seven that there was something up do you know what I mean it has always been there and it turned out in later in later years when I had the conversation with my mom like it had been a problem from the get go do you know what I mean so it wasn't family life it was pre that yeah. you know what I mean so I grew up knowing that so I knew no difference so, so your mom had been dealing with it for a long time before kids came along yeah 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 yeah, yeah. And, and now obviously it got more severe yeah but it yeah but it was always there and did your mom try to hide it from you guys Probably at the start when we were younger, but then I suppose she just got fed up. I suppose my mom protects us as much as he can in that she'd bring us down the country for, you know, a, few, a day away or we'd go somewhere. We'd always go places. Like, I, I don't know if you remember Wally Rabbit over in Dundrum. Like, I used to go to Wally Rabbit all the time. I used to go to Giraffe. I used to, like, I used to go to every leisure park and everything. And there was one out in Mount... Uh, one out in, there was one out in Stillorgan. 
above the DID, I think, where it was. Oh my God. I well, I'm going, I know, see, there you go. <laughs> and then there was one out by um, Dunleary slash Monkstown. There was definitely one there as well. Um, but yeah, like that was our escape. Do you know what I mean? And she always took it away then. She she did that. Always. Mm. Always. Where she, where she could, she would. She was a working man as well. So, And did he um, work? Did he, yeah. like, was he a functioning alcoholic? Yeah. Mm. yeah. A very normal functioning alcoholic, which is scary. Do you know what I mean? Because you don't, I don't know, unless you've grown up with it, you don't realise. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, yeah, it, it was It was weird. Weird. I, I don't know. I suppose like I could go into 50 episodes of EastEnders here. Like everyone has their story. Do you know what I mean? But I've kind of made my peace with it in that I don't need him. He's never been anything substantial in my life to make me who I am today. So I, I've kind of just like, do you know what? It is what it is. And if you want to keep that negativity, then keep it. And if you don't, then move on. And that's kind of what I did from the start. So you don't have a relationship with him now? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And how long ago was that with that he no. left? Did he leave or did your mom leave? Uh, there was a bit of both. Um, but I suppose my mom did it officially like when I think Connor was, Connor must have done his leave and search. And I was in London at the time when they officially did it. Isn't it um, mad how they wait till they they try and yeah. get you to cross the line to a certain point before they yeah. upset you and like yeah but you see like we know we knew connor knew i knew um like to to leave at, earlier on was definitely like it wouldn't have made a difference to us but also i and and speaking like my relationship with my mom is a bit not weird i would say it's weird very different in that because I had more responsible put, put responsibility put onto me at an earlier age, I was kind of at a certain point became more of a friend. Now there was always still that that um, you know the guy the guardianship and the guiding and and all that nurturement was all that, but there was very much uh, a, a friendship that was formed there rather than anything else. And I still say to this day, like she's like I have two best friends. So Mark is my best friend and. My mom is my ultimate best friend, like ultimate. She always will be, she'll always be there. And I start to realise, I suppose, when I was 14, 15, she needed to be ready to leave that situation. And she wasn't. Do you know what I mean? And and you can do everything. You can take all the guidance from all the friends, but actually putting it into motion and doing it, A, is really scary. And B, it takes a lot of courage and power, especially if you're not, in the right place she wanted to Jesus she wanted to but she just wasn't I suppose brave enough or ready to do it do you know what I mean in hindsight now she's like why did I wait mm-hmm. but I, I like you just it, it, it happens in any situation you're in that situation until you're physically ready to make that decision do you know what I mean you can give the best advice I've given the best advice my mom's giving the best, my friends are giving the best advice. Once you're ready to make a decision about something that's important, you can't, it, it just doesn't happen. Do you know what I mean? And come here, tell me this, like, because I've had conversations with my friends where I'd be at the top of the road with my pals and someone would say, oh, here's your dad. And I'd be like, oh my God. 
you know, he's coming yeah. down the road. Like, did you have that as well? Like, did you have that amongst your friends or were you, you know? So, so friends wise, I suppose I never really had friends over to the house mm. and that wasn't really because of that. Um, but I can give you a situation. When I first started going out with Mark, um, I was in the bathroom in a pub up in uh, Castlemock and he walked by me and didn't recognize me. And me and Mark, I was with Mark, his sisters, I was with the whole family, uh, I'd say six months into the relationship, like very brand new shampoo. And I, I exited the bathroom very quickly and I just said to Mark, I need to go right now. <laughs> and I must have looked like a looper. And in hindsight, like, I was around, I was around the, the family at, at the situation, do you know what I mean? And, and in hindsight, it was like, why did I give him that power? But again, until you reach that point where you're like, now, done, whatever, you, you still have that reaction. Do you know what I mean? And did, did you have a conversation then with Mark about your dad and like, because some like, people don't like, get it. Some people yeah. don't get that. Some people's dads were drinkers. So like, did you have that conversation with Mark? After that, it was because beforehand, it was very much, you know yourself, light and fluffy, dad's not in the scene, mom, mom's there. Like I, I focused more so on what the good was. And still to this day, like Mark's mom and dad will go and you actually don't hear or see him or know where he is or anything. I'm like, no. And they just can't fathom as a parent how that happens. I'm at, I'm, at, I'm at the stage where I'm just at peace with us. It's fine. If I was to guess, like this sounds awful, but if I was to guess any sort of um, communication that he was sick or ill, like I'd be like, oh, that's awful. I'm, I'm really sorry and I hope. But there's nothing more. He, yep. he hasn't been there. He's never been there for big steps. He was never, like I was going to London to do auditions in um, for, for a dance college. Oh. And we had a fight the night I was going we had a fight the night I was going to fly over and I had said to him, I'm just going to the house to pick up a few bits. Just don't be in the house so that I can have an hour just to get me bits and I'll be gone. Again, man funds and all this, like we never seen anything from him. Do you know what I mean? And again, that night he was in the house because he had to prove a point and blah, blah, blah. And all. You know yourself, like mm-hmm. whatever. Toxic masculinity, don't need it. And after kind of that day, I think it was really after that day, I kind of made a decision this is my life path now without that person in my life. So I just need to focus and keep going. Do you know what I mean? I haven't looked back, not once. I've done my house without assistance from him. I've done, I've created a family. I'm getting married. Like he, and you know what? I don't ever know if he will realize what he's missing out on. Do you know what I mean? We hope to have kids, blah, blah, blah. But for me, he's, he's not a part of my life. You just have to, I suppose, I, I stopped looking for recognition or that feeling of a family because I was actually surrounding myself with who are my family, whether they are family or their friends. Do you know what I mean? And that's what I think is more important. Isn't it so mad that you, you, you and you don't because you're like, that's done and you're very like this, but yeah, that you think, you know, he's going to miss out on so much, you know what I mean? And his family are going to miss out on so much. But at the same time, he did that. He did that, mm-hmm. you know, and that's on him mm-hmm. and that's not on you. Oh, 100%. And that's, and that's, I suppose, like we did the whole, 
counselling as a family. We did the whole Rutland Centre to, to, um, for addiction. We did all that. We did it all. And it was then just, in, like, it just came out in a different way. Do you know what I mean? So it, it was just, like, been there, done that. See you later if you're not having any benefits in my life. Do you know what I mean? And did he throw, anytime throw, the fact that you were gay back in your face at any time through all that? or The only time was that time when I was auditioning for London. That was the only time. And that's why I say I don't think it really was about that. Do you know what I mean? He wasn't really a sporty person at all. Like, he... Yeah, he, he didn't really... Like, no, I, I honestly don't think. I just... I don't know. I don't know what it was. I started answering back a lot when I got to a certain age and he did not like that because he is alpha male dominant. Do you know what I mean? And he didn't like someone having to answer back to him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And Connor, does Connor see him? Does your mom see him? Does any of you see him at all? No, 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 no. So Connor, Connor was kind of okay with them up until leaving search. I don't know what happened. I think it was around the time. I, I don't know what happened. I can't remember. Do you mm. know what I mean? There's so many shites that have happened. I don't, I don't remember anymore. Like it, it just blends into one. But he basically told my brother to fuck you and have a nice life when he was doing his leaving search. And that was when Connor was like, all right, so grand. Do you know what I mean? Because we, my mom had to always try to be very neutral with mm. my dad. Always, always, always. And Con- and as I said, like him and Connor actually got on. Do you know what I mean? Which was, which was, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So, yeah. And then he, Connor had his own separation, which I'm delighted for because it need. But as I said, it, it needed to happen for Connor until he was ready to make the decision to go. Yeah. All right, that's enough for me now. Do you know? With that, then tell me about your mom. How is she? And like, you know, after all of that, like, did you see her like a new lease of a new woman? Yeah, mom is just. Oh, ma- you, you just go to my mom and you come away feeling happy. She's just one of those people that just constantly gives out that good vibe. She needed, she came out of that and kind of, yeah, just became her, her own independent person after that. And it was just amazing to see. But she's no different to the woman that I used to see in that house because, like, I learned everything from her. I didn't learn it from anybody else. I learned it from her. So she was doing it all her long. But just this time, she was in control. She had her own home. She did, like, you know, so she is just, she's the best. She's the best in the world. I can't say any, I, I can't give enough words to tell you how much admiration and love I have for her because she's just the best. Such a strong woman to be able to take herself out of that situation and set up a new mm-hmm. life for herself, for you and Connor. And, and, and let me tell you, because she has had her ups and downs. She's been to talk to people. Like, I think the more, and she's very open about it. Like, you, you can get to a certain point and and then maybe you just need to touch in every now and again because you just need to reaffirm what you're doing is correct because you have spent so much time not or being told you're not correct or you're always in the wrong. Do you know what I mean? And you kind of lose that self-belief. Um, I think I think we nobody talks about mental health enough. I do feel like like in the last little while it's gotten bigger and we have we have kind of given more nods to it. But I still think we we need to openly talk about it. Like you do, you don't hear often about people opening up to say, "Oh yeah, I've gone and I've actually spoken to somebody or I've done this." I've been re- and I can't I can't um, 
uh, compare because I've never felt like I've needed to go to somebody or I've, ne- I've never been. So I, I don't know, like I, I can't speak on that. I just know I, I was quite cut and dry with the whole situation. But she wasn't, obviously she needed that little bit of help. I suppose you think about it like you've, you've made, you, you, you've been building and building and building up to this point and then it actually happened. And then you come back and you're like, oh God, okay, now what? Do you know what I mean? And you just, and I suppose there's this offload of pressure and relief and you're just a bit like, yeah. Now, was she in, in bed all the time? Absolutely not. She just had like her stuff and she needed somebody to be like, okay, now let's go. This is what we're here. This is what we worked for. And now we're just going to keep going. And was your dad forever violent towards your mum? No, really not. Like there was maybe once or twice. Mm. And that was it. Like it was, he was never, he was never violent towards mum at all. So he's just like. But again, it's the mental manipulation. Yeah. Mental, you know. Um, He was violent towards me. Was he? Yeah, yeah. Just like, and again, random, you know, really, yeah, like you didn't brush the floor and you get a wallop. Do you know what I mean? Like, I I couldn't even tell you what's going on. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But again, that was the alpha male dominance, I think. Do you know what I mean? I said, you do this, this and this. And you're a child and you're like, no, I don't do that. Do you know what I mean? Where do you get that strength from, Paul, to be able to just... I, I, I think... I've seen my mom battle through it. So I've, I've been like, I need to, I need to be like that. Do you know what I mean? I need to keep going and going. And, I, and you also, I suppose, you learn, you learn what's right and what's wrong. Do you know what I mean? And I always, my mom always says, go with your gut. Always go with your gut. If your gut's telling you something's not right, nine times out of ten, it's not right. Because you could have went down a different route. Like a lot of us can go down one route and feel sorry for ourselves. Yeah. yeah. And look, did I feel sorry for myself at some time? Yeah, I did. I think you all need to have, or we all need to have like a, a moment where we're like, yeah, that was really shitty. Do you know what? That is really shitty. But then, and this is what I was saying, it goes back to me saying it's relative for me in my situation because you look at other situations and there's probably a hundred other families that have EastEnders stories like mine, do you know what I mean, that are 10 times worse. At the end of the day, I had a house over my head. I had clothes on the table. I was going to a private school. I don't know why, because I ended up being a bleeding dancer at the time. <laughs> but I, I, I was going to private school. Like I had everything catered for, for me. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, that it, yeah, look, I suppose, I, I don't know. I just, I just keep going. That being said, do I, I still need a little shake when I'm going up to make a proper decision? Yeah, like I think everyone does. But I think you get better at making them once you make a few, do you know? Yeah. And then let me ask you then, um, and again, I don't mean to offend or anything like that because yeah, of course. growing up then, like, is there a point that you realise you're gay? I probably have asked a friend years ago, but I just, I, I don't remember what the answers were, if you get me. So I'm so sorry. Do you know I, what I mean? No, no. And look here, I, I think we've gotten now to a stage where everything is so politically correct. I mm. think we need to, there's goodness in your questions, you know what I mean? So mm. you can't be like, oh, there's, I'm just like, whatever, I'll tell you my story. Mm. So I basically just knew that I was a little bit different. 
I knew that I always wanted to be the mammy when we were playing mammies and daddies when I was growing up. I wanted to be the nurse instead of the doctor. <laughs> They're not saying that you can't have a female doctor, all parents are women. I wanted to be the pink power ranger. Do you know what I mean? Like that, and that wasn't because of anything that I had seen or, or done. Um, I, I, I just, yeah, like if you want a biological thing, I think it's in a chromosome on the man's side that it's lacking. Do you know what I think? Mm. I read that somewhere but who knows they're changing science every day so yeah and and I just yeah and and look I you, you kind of try to conform to this mold and sometimes you just can't conform to the mold you're like the sloppy stuff that goes out in the side and that's good too and I think from where we were to where we are now we're massively miles ahead in terms of kids accepting and being like I was speaking to one of my really good friends, her daughter is nine and she has two mammies and the two mammies bring her to school and my friend said to her, oh, what do you think about that? Like, yeah, they're grown, they're a mom. That's it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I think we we make it into a bigger issue than it, it kind of is. Um, and I, I just think you have to let people be who they are. And then tell me then, in yeah. that case, you said that about the kids now. What were the kids like yeah. when you were growing up? Oh my God, kids are awful. That sounds awful. But kids, kids, and you know, and I was thinking about this again, because I was like, yeah, Rebecca's going to ask you that. Mm-hmm. I think it's because kids actually don't know the value behind the word they're using. Mm. They just throw it off because they're like, oh yeah, that sounds great word. That, that's a great word to use. And and they don't know the value, so they can say some horrible things. Now, do they mean it? Some of them could do, and some of them could not do, but some of them could try to fit in. I don't know. There was a there was a movie, I can't remember. There was a movie about a boy who had a lot of facial deformities, and he wore a helmet. It's a fam- famous movie, I can't remember. But it tells his story, and three kids in his class's story, and... It was telling them from each point of view and it turns out that at one point one of them was bullying him because he didn't want the bullies to bully him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like a knock-on effect. And that's a very much a kid mentality. Do you know what I mean? Um, but like growing up, I, I suppose I got to a stage where I think I was in secondary school. My mom was always after, always a little, so I was a chorister when I, I, she put me into everything. She was like, get into everything. Not so much that she was a stage mom, but she was mm. just like, out of the house, extracurricular, off we go. So I was a chorister in St. Patrick's Cathedral, which is Protestant Cathedral, and I'm a Catholic, like they're singing hallelujah there in the corner. What is a chorister? And Tell me that. What is a chorister? I don't know what that is. So you, you, it, it's like, so in, in uh, the Protestant church, they have like a morning mass, similar to us. They have an evening song, um, which is like an evening mass. And then they have on a Sunday, a double whammy. So they have like a 12 and a three or a 10 and a three. Um, it's just, it, it's a difference in, I don't know, the religion difference. Don't ask me, I'm not religious at all. But basically I used to go, I was trained in a choir to sing in the morning masses. In you'd get dressed up in a robe, very glamorous. Um, you'd have your blue robe, baby blue robe was lovely. And then you'd put like a white, I'm going to call it a neck curtain over it, but it wasn't a neck curtain anyway. And you'd go and you'd sing six days a week Mm -hmm. in the church. So I did that from fourth class up until first year. And then I moved to a private school. And then I started doing like um, amateur dramatic outside the school. Um, And 
it got to a stage where I was doing stuff in third year. And as I said, like, I, I think I was quite mature from an earlier age. So I, I was doing stuff with like, I was maybe 15, 16 and I was doing stuff with like 18 or 21 year olds. And I started to see gay people. And I was like, there's no one here giving out to them because they're gay. They're here and they're friends and they're having a great laugh. And that twigged something in me. And I kind of turned around at one point. Someone was said something to me in fourth year. I can't remember. Like, oh, you faggot or you're gay or something. And I just turned around and I said, I am and what? And after I did that, no one annoyed me ever then. So it was just madness. Do you know what I mean? Um, and you now you'd get the, the odd flag lad banter do you know what I mean but other than that like after that turning point it was fine mom was fine family were fine I have no dramatic coming out story like do you know what I mean my mom asked me after an operation she had sitting on her bed that was it do you know what I mean and then would you are you are are you gay go on sorry she just said are you gay I was like yeah and she's like that's okay I said how do you feel about that yeah, that's fine. I'm just sad I might not have grandchildren from you mm. because at, then, at, at that time there was no talk of surrogacy or anything like that. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, like that was our conversation. There was no big slamming doors, having fights. Do you know what I mean? And I just think that's also because the relationship I had with Mam was really lucky. We just were on a friendship level. And what advice would you give anyone now, even as more importantly, maybe a mother? who is thinking that her son is gay or daughter is gay um, and does it probably a little bit, she knows that there's a bit of fear in the child that the child doesn't want to say. Is there any advice you'd give them? Um, I, I, I don't, I suppose they will do it when they're ready. I think there will be fear there. There's always fear there because there's like a feeling that your mother never knew. My mum always knew. I had, I had Barbies. I had the kitchen. I had like, do you know what I mean? I had, Everything. I mean, apart from a sign saying I'm a screaming homosexual, I had everything. Yeah. Um, and I, I just think they will come to you when, if you have that relationship where you're just open and honest with them, they will come to you. And I, I said, well, maybe, maybe, maybe drop like, oh, did you see such and such? They're great. Do, do, you can introduce it slowly. So nowadays it's great. You see a lot more. Um, had a homosexual uh, couples on TV. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or, or or other people within the LGBTQ plus 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 sphere. It just keeps going on because every. But it's great because there's just so much difference now in the world, and so many more people are accepting. But there's also people who aren't accepting. So I suppose you, if you can nurture them and make them feel really special, then do. Like I, I watch, I put up on my stories. You probably see it. I watch RuPaul's Drag Race all the time. A mom has texted me saying she's now watching with her son and she can't wait to go to a drag show and he is living his best life because she she's just turned on a program that's on Netflix. They're watching it together and it's, nor, it's normalizing the situation, you know? And do you think that homophobia is still very prevalent in Ireland? Massive. Oh my God, it's still massive. Now, I, I have to say, touch wood, fine wood, I haven't, I have never been a victim of any sort of homophobic attack. Have I seen them? Y- yeah, like I've seen them on stories of stories of people and 
and I've seen the, the kind of discrimination that happens. So it, it is still there. Is it better? It is better, but it, it is still there. And I think it'll always be there. It, it's the same as like discriminate, discriminating against race or color or anything like that. It, it is going to be there and you're always going to have narrow-minded people who are going to are going to act like that. And that's why I think it's really important that you find your own tribe and your own people who are your people, whether they're family. Really important to have that support. If you like, say, for example, you've young guys right now, and I'm just going to say guys because I'm talking to a guy, um, young yeah. guys coming out there and they feel that they're not, they're getting, you know, the support from their circle. Would you tell them absolutely move away or? I, I think I, I, again, it's all relevant because you don't know what their situation is. You don't know what their background is. You don't know their parents' views that could be controlling that. You don't know anything like that. Um, and it's very, it's very easy for me to say, if they're not loving the real you, then walk on by because you're in that situation. Ultimately, we would love them to be love the real you, I suppose. People will see your value and the real friends will see your value. Do you know what I mean? I have three groups. I have three girls who have been my friends since 16. And they are my friends throughout the whole. They've seen... And do you know what I mean? If I have three really, really good friends from the age of 16, that's all I need. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't need. And I also think we you get to a point where people come and go within your life and you need to accept that that's normal. Like people do just drift in and they drift out and they have. And I suppose if, if you're, to answer your question, if you're feeling that somebody is not really going to accept who you are, maybe just distance yourself little by little and then, you, you'll know whether it's going to whittle out itself. Okay. And then tell me about London. So what did you go to London for and how long were you there for? <laughs> so I went to London um, to do professional dance. Um, I went over on a scholarship because we couldn't afford to go for otherwise. So I got um, a scholarship in Ireland and then I got a scholarship in the UK. That helped. But I also worked on the weekends because just London is, very expensive you know there's mm. just and at that point mom was officially a single mom even though she had been a single mom she was trying to get her house she was still had Connor in the house so I, I we wouldn't have done it other other than me having uh, the scholarship so I went for three years to Bird College in Kent and um, came out I left college in April you're meant to graduate in July. I just got a gig. I got an agent. I had my first job on P&O Ferries. Um, and then I kind of worked for about three or four years. And then I came home and did Panto. And then I met Mark. Right. And then... I'm stopping you. Take me back me. to the travel. Yeah. How old were you traveling the world, doing what you loved? You must have been living your absolute best life. Or were you? Yeah, totally. No, totally. I, I suppose I'll give you I'll give you the start and the end. So I was I was twenty one moving over and because obviously we have to do the leave and search and then I did two years because I had never professionally I have never been into any dance training apart from amateur dramatic until I was 18. So I did two years of professional training here in the College of Dance and then I got a the scholarship and I moved over. So when I finished college, I was 23 and I was 23 traveling the world with not a care in the world. And then I suppose 
I, I and look, you you get, but it, it's like that scene with La- Lady Gaga, you know, where she's like club, club, another club, drunk club. Like it was literally a show, a show, a show, nightclub, a show, a show, a show, nightclub. Like that was your life on the ship, and you're getting to see these amazing faces. And then I suppose I was in around twenty six. I got one where I was away. So with piano, you could kind of come back and forth. And then other gigs that I was doing was like three months at a time and whatnot. And when I did Regent, it was um, a nine month contract. And you went over for two months of rehearsals and then seven months on board. And I was over in uh, Alaska. That's where we got on. We got on in Alaska. And so this is a so cruise ship. This is a cruise ship for anyone. So um, Paul was um, dancing on cruise ships. So this is Regent, which is Regent's of Seven Seas. So she's a she's a good luxury little ship, isn't she? Yeah, she's uh, in brackets six star. So mm. it's very now. It's not your it's not your celebrity. It's not your Royal Caribbean. It's not your P and O. Like these people pay. 10 grand a week to be on this cruise. It's like, but there's service in your room. It's turned that there's no money paid on, on the ship apart from in the casino or in the shop. Everything is included. It's all fine dining. It's seven courses. It's that kind of luxury, like mm. real top end luxury. Um, so it was a great experience because I got to see some places that I had never thought I would see like Alaska. Like we went from Alaska all the way around down the Panama Canal up to Montreal. So we did the full sweep of America um, and there was just some incredible places and also some incredible people. Like I met, I had dinner with um, a writer from the Rugrats. Oh my God. Yeah. And then her dad was Richard Matheson who wrote like Stir of Echoes, like loads of like famous books. And she was like amazing. She was so lovely. Um, and then I met, I met, uh, what's your man, Loki from, I can't remember his name, from, oh. yeah. uh, from Thor. Yeah. yeah I, met, I had dinner with him yeah. because your job was, your, your job on that ship was an entertainer, but also socializer. So because the ship is so small, they get you to double up on duty. So like we would have to go and have dinner with people on a table. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you were kind of, it was in your schedule to go and have mingle and have dinner or have drinks with um, people. So yeah, like it, it, it was amazing. But at that stage, I was with a very junior cast and there was some uh, hunky-dory, funky town happening, if you know what I mean. Uh, we could do a whole podcast on that situation. We could do a whole podcast. We could do a whole podcast. And anyway, <laughs> and you're sharing cabins and whatnot. And at that stage, I was like, okay, Paul, well, this is enough now. Do you know what I mean? Like you are at the stage now where you're, I was 26, 26, I think. And lovely people, but obviously like, yeah, you know. Stop, I, I totally I get like, you. I am ready. I am ready to go home. So then I came home, I got a panto contract when I was on that. And then I did panto down Limerick and that's where I met Mark. Tell me about that. Yeah, so um, I ignored Mark completely the first time we seen him. (laughs) (laughs) Because he was the dance captain's best friend. And I knew some other people who were in it, so I was more naturally going. Because I think, I don't think a lot of people would think this about me, but I'm actually quite shy in situations where I don't know people I think 
I like I talk to Instagram all the time or I do all that or whatever. But like I don't like answering the doors to the delivery man. I hate ringing people on the phone. Like I'm just, I don't know, I'm one of those people. So anyway, we I we ended up having um, a drink and a few smooches and then he came down for New Year's Eve and then he said to me, oh, I'll see you when you're back up in Dublin. I was like, great, I'll see <laughs> He always likes me at this. I said, no matter, I'll, I'll text you when I'm back up there, yeah. Now, having said that, it was like three days until the end of the show. Like, right. <laughs> so it wasn't like a long two-week period. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then after that, we just hit it off and I suppose forever after and engaged now and married this year and yeah, it's been it's been a whirlwind. And tell um, me about the I engagement because I he asked you, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I've been asking them since after the third month. Like, <laughs> so you just engage. I'm one of those. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, the engagement was this time last year. So actually, next week last year on the nineteenth, um, we were going out. So he, his best friend, the dance captain. Um, and him always generally do, and it's pre-lockdown, God, to think about. They, they, um, they generally do. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Our social circle is all the same. Like we, we go on cruises with my mom, Mark's mom, Judy's mom, uh, our partners, moms and dads. Like there's a tribe of like 30 of us. They're like, oh God, the Irish are back again. <laughs> but so everyone was there that we would expect to be there for um, a, a, a party, a gathering. Do you know what I mean? And also we were all performers. 
So I suppose to do a speech is quite a normal thing. Right. Um, so anyway, they were doing the speeches and Julie got up uh, first and then started to do a speech. And then she said something really nice about Keith, which is her, her husband. And then I was like, oh, that's, that's weird because they're normally these big self-indulgent I love you and you do you know what I mean they're not softy they're, they're just meant for the crack mm. and then Mark starts to speak and then Mark did this whole speech and it's all a blur I, we have recorded and he just asked me to marry him and I was yeah just over the moon totally surprised and shocked um, I was funny with Mark the previous year because we went to Palm Springs just me and him we had talked about how much we were looking forward to it. And it was so funny when for the first two days because I thought he was going to propose in Palm Springs. <laughs> so I had no idea whatsoever. So yeah, that was the engagement. There's a picture on your Instagram. There's two actually. Um, and I think probably on Mark's page as well, um, where I seen it, um, was there was one of his dad and then the one of the, yeah. two, the two mammies hugging like that the two sent me yeah. over the edge. Like, you know, so. Uh, yeah, like it, it, it was great. And, and Mark's mom and dad are like my second mom and dad. They're just amazing. Do you know what I mean? And this is why I'm like, you know what? I, I now have this extended family that I never thought I would have. Um, and they're just amazing people. His two sisters, their partners, the mom and dad, the whole aunties, uncles, like I know them all. And I just have this new extended family. And I suppose going back to what I said, you don't know what's going to come into your life at any point. So if you're only holding on to the positivity and then keep the positivity and once you once you put it out there, it'll come back to you tenfold. And I suppose that's what happens with me. I'm so lucky with my extended family. Like they're, they're like my own. That's so nice that you have that, isn't it? Yeah. And it's, it's so nice as well to see a normal family. Mm. Do you know what I mean? A normal mum and dad and, and have the, the kids. And, and, and that's nice to see that. Like, because I ultimately want to have a normal family. Mm. Do you know what I mean? In, in that, that is, and when I say normal, it's a loving family. Do you know what I mean? That it's, it's just un, unfiltered love all the time. Um, so it's just lovely to see that as well. And be fortunate to see that. And it's not a lot to ask for, for, but so many of us don't have it or didn't have it. Do you know what I mean? So yes. when you move on and grow up, you just don't want that for your own family. So you want to have children. Yeah, we, we definitely do. And I suppose uh, Mark was always on the fence until Lily came on the scene. So his sister had the gorgeous Lily. Um, she'd be two this year. And she has just brought a new layer of love into the family, like a complete, complete new layer. And Mark has kind of, is, is her godfather and has been there from the get-go and I, I think has just realised how special it can be. So look, we're we're at the stage now where our first goal is to get married, which we're we're going to do this year, and the second goal is to look into. So we're we're currently exploring surrogacy, but it's a minefield. So we haven't given too much energy into it yet. We've we've been to one or two seminars to look at it, um, but we can't do it here. Can't be a surrogate here, and it's mainly because if a woman produces a child in Ireland. Um, they are naturally the birth mother and the birther. Whereas what we can see in Canada is me and Mark can be on the birth birth because they have ev- their their law is not 
um, there's now like Catholic law written into our law, which is a fundamental part of our law. Look, we could spend a whole other podcast mm. talking about this, and I would know none of the logistics of it anyway. But um, Canada seems to be quite advanced in, in where they're at with legality for same-sex couples and also single parents and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, look, we're exploring it. We don't know a huge amount about it, and it takes time. Like, it, it really takes, you're talking, you know, two to four years. Really? Now, if you had money, you, you could do it at the, at the drop of a hat. Um, but, yeah, it, it takes that long just to raise funds because of, like, there's certain legalities with loans and stuff that you can't get because it's not seen as a, as a reason to have you know so yeah but my my friends are doing it at the minute um, and we're so lucky because I've had their guidance through it and they were at the point of ready to go to implementation before COVID hit and then COVID hit and everything was put on hold so yeah like it, it's a process you know and they, they're three four years now into it Wow. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it, it's there and you just need to put it out there. As I said, like I, I'm very much, I'll put it out there and we'll hope it happens and it will happen. It will. Yeah. And then tell me about the wedding. So is this the date in September? Is that your original date or was is that a postponement? No. So, so we got married last year and then we had, before any of this. You got married last year. Down, we had, Sorry, no, sorry. I'm like, we what? got engaged last year. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, we got engaged last year and um this so we, we booked the fifteenth of August. Um we it was our first date straight off the bat and we kind of Mark's sister is getting married in June. So we, we had kind of thought it would be a lovely summer and, and you know, at the end of the summer it's always kind of a bit of a downer because you're going back to school or you're getting back into work mode or whatever. We were just like, oh, it seems like a really nice time to do it. So we had booked it. Um, where we're currently at, like I suppose no one can tell. We can't tell the future. Some places are optimistic. Um, we have everything more or less done apart from a photographer. Right. We have like everything and suits. We haven't done that. But like, and everything is still plowing ahead for the 15th of August. But we just can't make a call until, because you know yourself, they've changed so many things so many times that, um, yeah, we don't know. We do have to get married beforehand, um, legally, um, because our ceremony was just more so about us rather than the legality of it. Um, so we're still going to do that. But we just, yeah, we just have to wait and see what happens. And tell me, what did that actually mean for you? It meant, you know, and, and I'll put this really simply because I heard it, I heard it somewhere else. It meant that if Mark got really sick, and we were married, I could be considered as his next of kin to walk into that, that hospital and see him. Because up until that point, if he was sick, his parents or his sisters would be the next of kin. Do you know what I mean? Officially. Mm. Um, and, and that's the big thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, I, I suppose for me, like I vow, I, I, I see the whole thing very much as like a bond. Um, between the two of us like I take it very seriously and it's very much about the rights for that we're equal in rights you know civil partnership isn't the same marriage is the same do you know what I mean and you can call it whatever you want call it you can call it anything that you want 
to call it. It doesn't have to be marriage because I know some Catholic people feel very strongly against the word marriage for uh, homosexual couples. But look, at the end of the day, it's, it's our right that we're battling for. Similar with when we were when we were all battling for repeal the eighth. Mm-hmm. Whether you are one side or the other side, personally, and this is my view, I don't feel it is our my right to take a right away from somebody else. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And that's where whether I agree or disagree with the whole situation, I should not control somebody else's rights. And that's why it was very easy for me to make a decision on black or white. Do you know? Absolutely. And then can I ask you then with the wedding, is there a non-negotiable? Mm-hmm. So like I know my friend's getting married this year um, and she was gun-ho for the whole thing. But when I said it was only six people allowed at a wedding, she was like, I'm not doing it. I'm, my non-negotiable was the 50. So do you have a non-negotiable yeah. with the wedding? We we kind of are playing like with the elephant in the room. We haven't really discussed it. Discussed it. I suppose our outlook is we, we are having quite an, we call it an intimate wedding. Like we we having a hundred people. We weren't having three hundred. We weren't having masses of people, um, and I suppose we were. You, you spend a certain amount of money on on your wedding. You, you don't want to spend a certain. Like we we've gone all out for the band because the one thing I think you remember. You don't remember the food. You might remember outfits. You always remember if you danced and it was a good night. And I think that is the setup from the band. So we've got our band. And I just said to Mark, we need to pay for the band. I mean, we were both in agreement from the stop, from the start that we just want a party band. Mm-hmm. And like, that's where we, where we are going to spend the money. Um, well, I don't want to have that band and only have 50 people there. Yeah. You know? But look, we, we haven't, we haven't said yes or no. I think, I think we are, we are more leaning towards the hundreds. But again, we just don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. You know, mm. they could turn around in March and open everything up again and then it'll be open and then it'll be closed and then it'll be open. Yeah. So I suppose my mama had always said and Mark had always, has always told me, don't worry about anything until you have to worry about it. So, and, and that's kind of in the last year or so, like, I, I've really listened to that and I haven't worried about stuff that I normally would be like, oh, this and this and this. It creates so many scenarios in your head without and, it, and none of them could happen yeah so true and come here with your DIY are you going to do a little bit of DIY with the wedding or are you going to let a okay. planner come in or a florist come in or are you going to put your little stamp on no, it it's, it's all going to be me all me um, yeah so like I have I have I suppose you've seen stuff on my stories like where I've made the, the garland down yeah. the stairs um, I've done floral arrangements and stuff, the mantelpiece arrangements, all that kind of stuff. So I am going to the flowers <clears throat> now with the help of Cave Flower School. But um, I am going to primarily do the flowers, the centerpieces. Yeah, everything. Do you know what I mean? Like I have to do it. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm looking forward to doing that as well. And you have your vision board, you know exactly what you want. Ah, oh, done, done, <laughs> done, done. So, cause you see, I'm well used to this now. I have to present Mark with the options and show him the vision of everything and what it's going to be like. And look, I suppose at the end of the day, we don't spend a huge amount of money on flowers. We don't spend a huge amount of money. We want, as I said, we just want our wedding to be the best party ever. Yeah. And that's where the focus is. It's not about the fancy, fancy food and the food and and the, the million bouquets that are here, there and everywhere. Like, because you come in and you look at the area and you're like, oh, that's lovely. 
and then you go out of the area again. Do you know what I mean? You spend like minimal time in these areas. So like we tried to put the money where we want to put money. And then on that note, tell me about Mark. Uh, <laughs> the little love of my life. <laughs> um, yeah, so as I said, met Mark um, in December. I'm not going to say the year. I'm going to say 2010. Yeah, don't worry. It probably was 2010 or 11. I always add on a few years. Um, yeah, and it was just something very different to what I've ever experienced before. It was very real and very honest. Um, I don't think I've had as many honest conversations as I had. Uh, we very rarely fight because we are both so honest with, our, with ourselves and how we're feeling. And we always check in just see how we're doing you know um and yeah he's just the most special person and i and i i can't imagine my life without him was the love of first sight or did it take a while take a minute uh you know me it took a minute because <laughs> i was like oh i don't know and then if i had gone over i would have been real gung-ho but i had on the night um the, the new year's eve night so the night to introduce him to everyone else my boyfriend so yeah (laughs) and has there ever been a time that you thought no this is not going to work out or has it just been no I I have to say like um, we've never we've never had that we're really fortunate in that we haven't had that I think honest communication has helped because I think sometimes the honest communication is really tough to hear sometimes and that's where personal growth has to come from um, but as I said, like we've been honest from the start. Um, yeah, and, and it's it's just been it's you know it's very easy. And I don't mean that in, in a bad like there's no there's no massive fight, there's no massive it's just we get on. We work really well together, we work really well apart. There's no drama, there's no nothing. Do you know what I mean? And and it's just a great if not anything, it's a great partnership between each other. Do you know what I mean? Who's more fun? Oh, we're so we we're different in very different ways. So Mark um, is very not last not last minute. Very sometimes he likes plans, and then sometimes he's very off the cuff and we'll do stuff like just for the fun of things. And whereas I like a structured plan <laughs> and if it deviates from the structure plan, I can be a bit of a down, like a, a buzz killer. Um, but having said that, we're both very like, we shine at different times. There's no real fight for the limelight. Mm. Um, we, we like there'd be nights that are so random, so random out and I would have the best fun ever. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, but yeah, we're, 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 I'd say we're equal and that's to be very fair. (laughs) (laughs) And tell me, do you think, what would you say is the like misconception of you as a couple? Because both of you now with your Instagram accounts and obviously what Mark does and both of you being on TV and stuff like that is, do do you think there's sometimes people have a misconception of you guys as a couple? You said earlier on that people might think that you're, you're actually quite shy. Yeah. I think we're both just very honest on our social media. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I, we, we'll both say if we're having a down day or, or a non day. So I, I don't, I don't feel like there's any sort of misconceptions about us. Um, now there could be stuff out there. I don't know. And, and you know, unless they're paying your bills, pay them bitches, no mind. 
Um, I love that. So, like, yeah, so, yeah, like, uh, we can only be as open and honest as what you take us for, if that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Totally does. And then tell me about the house. Tell me about the Instagram account. Where did that come from? Did you sit down and say, I want to do this? No, so, so Mark was doing it. And I love, when I say I love DIY shows growing up, like I was on changing, not on, mm-hmm. but I was on record changing rooms, location, 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 brand design, Cerebini's property lab. Like I love them. And when we, and I had always, 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 foresee myself buying a second hand house to do it up. Like I'd always whereas Mark was like, we need to buy a brand new house and and it'll be per- picture perfect from the word go. And we were kind of we were kind of not forced into here because we we live in Northwood up in Santry there mm. um with our two best friends um for so many years and they got married. They literally got married um bought a house and had a child, I think within the first year. And that kind of propelled us to make adult decisions. Mm-hmm. And I say adults in inverse brackets because <laughs> I don't think you ever feel like you're an adult really. Do you yeah. know what I mean? We're fakers all the whole way through. Um, and we just kind of happened to fall upon this house. And Mark, when we, when we got into it, Mark wasn't because Mark, as I said to you, like he needs the vision board, he needs he needs a color palette, he needs he can't really see past it, which I find mad because he's so creative. Like he's so creative. But he literally needs the picture and then what it will look like side by side. Whereas I, I suppose I've grown up watching all these programs and we rip this out and we do this and we do that and we do and um when we start to live in the house he was actually like this is the most perfect house because from from his job and from his gym and from everything like that, he's like 25 minutes into town. At the time I was working in retail, so I was in town as well. The location was perfect. Uh, 20 minutes, 25 minutes drive to my mom's and then a 12 minute journey to his mom's on the train. Like So it's just an amazing location. And I suppose Mark was doing lots of Instagram and I just started talking to the camera. Like I had... 400 followers, all my friends, um, not all my friends, but you know, your your acquaintances yeah. and your friends, your friends, blah, blah, blah. And I just kept talking to the camera. <laughs> and it kind of just started to grow and grow. And then I kind of like did a little bit more focus on it. And then I suppose last year, I was like, I think, I think I can, I can do something with it. Do you know what I mean? And, and like, for me, it's not really about the monetary game at all like it's not about that you can tell it's that. more about you know what, what I love I love to see people feeling empowered to do something themselves and I don't know whether that stems down to me growing up and seeing my mom always do something for herself and she never not had not had the tools she literally learned as she went do you know what I mean she drilled a, drilled, drilled a hole here and then it went through the wall or it didn't go through do you know what I mean like mm. it was it was and then I suppose I am very much, I love people to feel self-sufficient. Do you know what I mean? You don't need a man to drill a hole in the wall. I don't need a man to drill a hole in the wall. You may need an electrician if you're rewiring a light because I nearly blew up our house trying to do a romantic <laughs> thing by fitting new lights for Mark. Anyway, 
luckily that his dad was sparky at one point in his life so he came over and he was like Paul you actually nearly blew up the house so anyway don't do electric but drill a hole in the wall um, and yeah I just kind of focused on it and kind of like it's mad I look back like this time last year I had 4,000 followers like and I I just focused on it and then COVID allowed me so like COVID has been tough for a lot of people and COVID allowed me literally channel my energy because we weren't doing anything we weren't leaving the house we weren't doing nothing so I literally yeah just put energy into it and like we, we before we were on this um, and, you, and you messaged me and I didn't write back to you for a while I was actually downstairs taping the stairs because I'm going to paint it tomorrow mm. that's why there was a delay and get back to you yeah. um, because I'm just like go 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 now I'm at the stage now where if I do anything more to the house Mark is like I'm going to kill you so stop our house mm-hmm. it's fine um, I agree like it, it is it is fine like um, we might change a mirror here or a picture there now but like it's as good as what it's going to get um, do you know what I love so, about the account Paul is that as you said, like you're, there's not huge budgets involved. So a single mother, you know, at home and a house and she's like, oh my God, he's just literally changed the whole top counter of his counter in two, 10 minutes or whatever. Yeah. Didn't cost yeah. an arm and a leg. And he's just done euro. Like that's what I'm saying. And like, so for someone to go, you know what, I'm sick of this house or I'm sick of it. And they're going, but you need hundreds and hundreds to do your house up. Actually on your page, even the mirror thing, like just all those little things. And I'm actually following you a long time from another account that I have because we built our house. So all of a sudden, yeah, two years ago, this, there's a huge community of Renaults and new builds. And that's where I actually found you on was through that. Um, And even people who are saying like, as you did a a long time ago with your table and you were like, look, I tried to paint it. It didn't work. And now that's table's going to stay there for a while until we decide. But that's like saying to someone like, you know, People are on COVID payments. They're probably out of work and yeah. they still want to do the house up. So your page is just, it's just so lovely. That's what your page is. It's lovely you. because you're showing people, look, it doesn't take a huge amount of money. This is what you need to do. And you can have a really nice home. Yeah. Well, thank you. I, I suppose I didn't come from money. Do you know what I mean? I never came from money. So I worked really hard in my, in my own work life to get here. So I love, and I also, I hate, I hate paying other people to do stuff if I could do it. Like, I got, there's, I don't know about an Irishism, but like, like, I'm, I'm really tempted to try and fit a tap. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. I want to fit a tap, but sure, look, we give it a go. And then if it doesn't, I'll call a plumber. <laughs> Tell me this. Would you absolutely love your own show? Would you love your own show doing Renos? Yeah. Like, I suppose I'd, I'd love to be the Carl Boardman of changing rooms do you know what I mean I'd absolutely love it in the little two pieces ready to go um, I suppose I don't know if I would be or maybe a designer to come in and be like oh let's paint this wall and then I just do like three or four strokes and then I stop and someone else comes in and paints the wall <laughs> um, because that's what they do like that's, that's not a lie like, yeah. uh, that kitchen painting that kitchen nearly kills me and if someone oh, if they hadn't just told me paint the feeling white on the walls first I probably would have saved a lot I would have saved a lot because there's chalk in it I had no idea there was chalk in it but look I'll know again if I ever have to go and paint a white wall and would you like to do it with like a, is this your forever home or would you like to do this in another home 
I would. I don't know if Mark would. Because <laughs> mm. <laughs> when we were doing when we were doing this house up, he he was like, "Oh, I'm going to my mom's now for four weeks. <laughs> like I'm going to." <laughs> now I will say, like we did, we we insulated, plastered, did a bit of rewiring, uh, bathroom, kitchen sprays. I did most of the removal of the stuff within a four-week program, uh, and it's finished on the 23rd of December. And on the 23rd of December, we had uh, Prosecco, and I put up a Christmas tree because I was like, I am not having a Christmas in a house without a Christmas tree. And it was the farthest-looking Christmas tree because it wasn't our new one. And it was, but it was there. <laughs> I love your new one. Where did you get that? That's from Home Store More, and that is four years old. I love it. She was expensive in that she was, I think she was 200, but she's so full, like she's like a full tree. Do you know what I mean? And the more I look at her, I'm like now going, and I don't know why she's a her, but she's a her all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's call her Test the Tree. <laughs> and, and this year I looked at her and I was like, well, maybe I just next year we'll just do lights on her and not do any decoration. I was thinking, of, I was thinking about doing that just because she's so full. She's not like a bit farty, you know. Um, Isn't it so, mad that yeah, you're, so. you think like that? And like, I got the most beautiful like Harry Potter style candle lights. So they're like the oh like, lovely, yeah. And I was like, I just think I'll leave that like that and then I go nah I'm going to put my decorations up but isn't it mad that you actually do have that thought process that you're going oh yeah Christmas even yeah. though we've just gotten rid of the trees you know oh no no nah, here look I would have kept it up as long but if my neighbours like it was up in October so like if my neighbours had it been up till February I'll tell you now I only took down the Christmas door wreath today because the bins were going out and the postman said to me Paul we ever get rid of that wreath and I was like <laughs> Yeah, okay. It's the 8th of February. I should, shouldn't I? <laughs> Nearly time for your Easter one so you can get your spring one up uh, on the door. Yeah, I'll do, I'll, I'll do some sort of a spring one. Yeah, definitely. As you said, dear, um, I, my husband would build again, but I wouldn't. So do you think there's definitely no chance of you going again? No, no, we will. We will I think if future down the line with a little baby or possibly two babies, depending on whatever we can do, we'll have to because we're only literally a two up, two down. So we will have to, but Mark is gung-ho that it has to be in this area. So we just have to win the lotto, I think, at some point. I know, I hear you. (laughs) Like everyone else. Is Mark still working? Still working away. Um, I suppose we're both really fortunate. Um, he's, He's quite high up within benefit but he's been running a lot of the online side of the business in the last little while. Um, and I work for pharmacy. So yeah, we've been, yeah, we've both been very busy. We've taken this week off and I say off in first Thomas, so I haven't stopped this week, but I suppose you get that guilt. Don't you get a guilt for stopping? Yeah. Um, so yeah, this week is our off week. Um, but yeah, we've been really lucky, really fortunate. And you're still doing your dance classes over Zoom? Yeah, so so Zoom has continued. I suppose, you know, I, I spoke about it last week. It's, I think at this point, the kids are a bit deflated over Zoom. And not from the dance point of view. I think just they're like, oh, here we go again. Another Zoom, another Zoom class of some sort. Do you know what I mean? And I was talking about it on my stories there. Um, I, for the first 10 minutes, actually just let them talk. We talked about Netflix. We talked about what they're reading and they got so involved. I think it's more so because they're interacting with other kids. Now, after I put up those stories, some teachers are going, Paul, um, 
we do this in our school, but I know other schools aren't doing it and this and that. And, and like, then I had some moms going, we have an SNA and the SNA actually takes 30 minutes a day to go through the child and just have to chat with them. And, and that's great. Um, and I just think, and I was suggesting that maybe like, cause I'd, I'd do it for anyone. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But obviously it's very random for a male to go and just post a random, <laughs> like, you know, 10, 12 year old Zoom chat calls for about, <laughs> Um, but I was saying like that parents if they could with their group of buddies go on and host once a week and, and take it in turns that there's a different parent on every week and, and that they just talk and they were so good they raised hands they let everyone speak they weren't shouting over each other they just wanted to chat with other kids yeah um, but yeah but yeah we're still doing Zoom classes it's not the same like I miss I miss I have three and four year olds that come into class and their whole excitement is to go to a teacher's class, but the teacher actually talks back to them as their friend and they do a bit of dancing, but they just play games and they tell you about the week. Mm. And now we're still doing that by all means. And I get them to draw me pictures and they show up their pictures on the Saturday morning. It's just not the same. And it's really tough. Um, it's, it's really tough for anyone who's in the performing arts um, situation at the minute because like, even though gyms went back and stuff, we still weren't officially allowed to go back um, and I think in, in like if you were to look at a dance class you have to be socially distant because otherwise you'd kick somebody or you'd hit somebody or you'd do whatever do you know what I mean and then it's also pushing schools to do stuff outside which is even more dangerous because you're dealing with gravel muck, brass, yeah. flippy, wet every, do you know what I mean you're taking them out of a safe environment to put them into a, a danger, more dangerous environment anyway we won't know the logic, um, but we, we're just adapting as we can. I hear you. It, and it is really important and fair play to you for just letting them talk because sometimes they just want that, you know, like my little mm-hmm. one today, she had a Zoom at 10 o'clock and her nan came in to ask if she want to go for a walk. And she just said, "Mom, I can't go on that Zoom today. She says, I just don't want to. I want to go for a walk with my nanny. And I, and he, Paul and I argued about it, but I said, you know what, let her go, let her go on the walk. And she missed mm-hmm. her class. And he's like, but she's just missed her class. And I was like, yeah, but she can catch up. She obviously really mm. did not want to go on that call, you know, and it's, it is, it's yeah. very hard for them. So for you to be able to give them that little bit of space for a few minutes that they're, they can talk to each other. But I, I'm seeing it even in our, in our seniors and teens classes, like we used to have 25 in our teen class and now on Zoom there's like six or seven and it's because they are Zooming from Monday to Friday then they go and do their dance class on a Zoom and like I had parents going guys you are doing amazing like thank you so much for this but she's just really demotivated to do it and I don't know what else I can get and like what do you what do you say to that like I would I would personally go to that garden and teach that child yeah. you know what I mean but we can't do that for the 20 kids in the class do you know what I mean um, yeah just I, I think I think as a parent we need to just check in and see if they're okay do you know what I mean or plant the seed with somebody else yeah. to get them to ask because sometimes as a parent they won't always tell you mm. what's going on do you know what I mean you're going to make a lovely even if parent. it's an auntie or an uncle oh I can't wait you really so are. much love to give I can't wait you really really are I swear to God you're really you're fabulous come here tell me this right so we'll finish up now and I'm just going to just check and see if yeah. I have everything wrote down oh penny 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 <laughs> the best thing that happened to our life 
so Mark got Penny for me um, for my my thirstiest. Yeah, it was my thirstiest. Oh God. Um, so yeah, I know. So yeah, and she made our little family, our, our little duo, a proper family. Um, she is so like she's been up scratching at the door here to try and get in because she's like it's bedtime now and you are on the bed and I need to be on my bed now and um, yeah she's an absolute princess like and the best in the world she's such a lovely temperament and Jesus like I was just saying to Mark Sam I don't know what we're going to, I don't know what she's going to do when we all have to go back to work yeah because she's getting so used to us in the house now we have a dog walker because I just wouldn't I wouldn't not have her her in the house with us working nine to five jobs. Mm. Um, so yeah, and she's still she's still doing her dog walking even though we're at home. Um, but yeah, she's she's just the best. We have a dog here, but it was my husband's um forty at midlife crisis. Um, he's a Saint Bernard. And oh wow, thirteen and a, he's in his room. I'm not letting him out. Um, he's thir- okay. thirteen and a half stone. Absolutely huge. He's a human. Yeah, he is. He's a human. <laughs> yeah. Where is the future for you and Mark? So other than the wedding, the next goal, I suppose, will be baby in, in whatever form it, it, it may be. Um, we, yeah, so, so that that's the next goal. Um, but as I said, like, it's a, it's a really long process. And I suppose the wedding was like a stepping stone. Like me and Mark, I know we're committed to each other. Do you know what I mean? But the wedding was the stepping stone to allow us to become parents. But we have to do by law. Mm. Um, in, in Canada, we have to, it's so mad. We can't do it by law in Ireland. Mm. We can do it by law in Canada. <laughs> so you have to be married. No, but we have to do it. You have to be married yeah, to, have to be married. Yeah. in Canada. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Matter. So that's now you don't have like you could do it as a single parent. Sorry, so you didn't have to be. But mm. for me and Mark, we both want to be on the birth cert. Right. So to do that, we have to be married. Paul, tell me where people can find your Instagram page. So you can find me on Insta at Life at Number Two, and um, for all cocktails, DIY, and just keep a bit of fun. Oh my God, the night you made, and I've I've been there, and I'm not allowed to go there again. Um, the um, margaritas. <laughs> Oh, the margaritas with the desperado in them. Yeah. Oh, they're just, they're a dream. Now, two of those and you'd be on the floor. Now, one tequila, two tequila, three tequila. They'll be on the floor straight away, but they're beautiful. Oh, sure, look, what else? I'm a, I'm a cocktail connoisseur at this stage because we can't go out to bars, so I brought my own bar here. <laughs> and as I said, your page is just lovely. It's just such a lovely mix. And um, anyone who isn't following you, I would definitely tell them to follow you because it's, it's just it's just so it's, it's just warm. It's warm. That's what your page is. It's very warm. So, oh, thank you. Uh, so on that thank note, so we'll say goodbye and say thank you so much for sitting down with me um, and just having this chat. Um, you're so good. Thank you for having me. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.